0: The internet is a big dumpster.
1: everybody welcome to down ballot we do the show live now it's on tuesdays 7 30 p.m pacific right before local love that's twitch.tv slash echoplex media if you're checking this out on the podcast make sure you're following us on your podcatcher but also make sure you're following us on twitch uh councilman's off on an adventure tonight so it's just me uh be just dave that would be homo alone now (laughs) um and i guess we're just gonna get right to it uh tonight leading off uh there was a shooting a tragic shooting at the light rail yard Um, many of the people who work on the light rail trains were uh, killed some were injured and everybody else was traumatized light rail has been shut down since uh june 1st and just to yesterday i think it was yesterday uh light rail trains started rolling again limited schedule i'll be able to take a train pretty soon though from where i live and this is the news hit from our local uh, fox affiliate ktvu channel 2
2: Happening now, the South Bay's VTA light rail service is running once again. Service was suspended, you'll recall, after the deadly mass shooting that happened about three months ago. KTV's James Torres live this morning in the South Bay, letting us know what uh, we need to know before getting on board. Have you heard those trains running?
3: Yeah, Ali, we've heard him, we've seen him, we've seen passengers getting on them this morning. Where we're standing right now is just under the platform for those light rail trains. And if you were walking up here months, uh, maybe even weeks ago, you would come across this sign that tells you this area is closed off. But now that's pushed to the side and people are loading up on these trains once again. And it's all about convenience for many of these passengers. People had to rely on buses to get around for a while. But now light rail service is back up and running for months. VTA says they had to train and recertify its employees to make sure they were still able to operate these light rail trains safely. Trains will operate along the Orange Line. That serves the Mountain View Caltrain Station, Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, and the Milpitas Bart Station. That's where we are this morning. These trains are coming back just in time for the 49ers Raiders matchup a little later this afternoon. That was the goal for VTA heading into this weekend. The VTA, of course, we know, experienced a horrific mass shooting in May where a worker an employee there shot and killed nine of his colleagues before shooting and killing himself vta officials say the counseling of survivors is mostly what took so long to get these trains back up and running we spoke to a passenger a little earlier this morning who says he relied on these trains heavily to get to work every morning
1: from work to catch the bus right here even it was very hard in the morning you know you got a Wake up early in the morning to catch the bus. It was a little hard, but now it's good.
3: Spoke to some other passengers as well who said for the time being they were taking Ubers to get to work and where they need to go. They no longer need to do that today. The trains in service will likely come every 30 minutes, but starting tomorrow, more trains will be in service running on these lines and operate about every 20 minutes. VTA was using bus bridges as an alternative to the light rail service. That, of course, will stick around. And for at least the next two weeks, these light rail trains will be free of charge. We're live this morning in Milpitas. I'm James Torres, KTVU.
1: Fox 2 News.
2: James, thank you.
1: So I'm like of two minds here. I mean, I understand that like people needed to get, um, you know, they needed to get the help they needed after this, but like in any other fucking city, they would not shut down the train. Um, like in New York City, they would not shut down the train. In San Francisco, they would not shut down the train. Um, I don't know what the solution was necessarily, but man, not having the, not having light rail for three months, like if I was still commuting to work, like over on the North side, that would have been a fucking nightmare, a fucking nightmare from where I'm at. Um, I probably would have ended up just riding my fucking bike. Honestly, because it'd be way quicker than the bus. And you know, I'd, I'd be sexy as fuck afterwards. But, um, yeah, I, like I said, I'm of two minds. I feel like shutting down the trains for that long was really bad, uh, especially with the, with the pandemic and everybody starting to go back to work. And again, like, unfortunately, as with anything else, this affects the the people lower income, right? Generally, most of the people who rely on transit to get around are lower income. Not all of them. Some people just rely on transit to get around because it's more uh, like more convenient and uh, you don't have to own a car, which is super nice, especially like where parking is hard like where I live. But yeah, I just feel like three months was a very long time and I, there, there could have been some other solution train up some of the bus drivers to drive the train. I don't know. There could have been a better solution. I think it took too long. Um, I don't mean to sound cold or whatever. And I, I know that it was a fucking tragedy would happen, but other cities, they wouldn't have done that. There's just no way they would have done that. Um, but yeah, I'm glad it's up and running. I'll be on it again soon. Um, so we're going to move on to the next segment of the show. We got winners and losers this week. We got a lot of stuff in winners and losers. Um, if anybody knows about Theranos, Theranos was this bullshit vaporware machine that was supposed to like take like a drop of your blood and analyze it like very quickly, like on site. And there was no way this was going to happen. They I mean this person had all kinds of investors, like all kind of people fucking bought into her scam. And it's been a very long time. Um and now she's Finally, her trial's finally starting right here in San Jose. And this, uh, here's a hit from our local, uh, what is this, NBC Bay Area.
4: Well, after months of delays, the much anticipated trial of Elizabeth Holmes began in San Jose today. Holmes, you may know her story, dropped out of Stanford, started her company, Theranos, and was almost instantly hailed a Silicon Valley rock star. In fact, at one point, the company was valued at $9 billion. But that was before authorities moved in, shut it down, accused her of defrauding investors and patients. Our business tech reporter, Scott Budman, spent the day in court, he joins us now outside the courthouse. Scott.
5: Hey, good evening, Jessica. Elizabeth Holmes, yeah, she is accused of defrauding investors of hundreds of millions of dollars. She's also accused of putting patients' life in danger because the Theranos blood testing machines simply didn't work. Now, let me show you the crush of media that met Holmes as she showed up for court here in San Jose this morning. Holmes did not comment on her way into court, nor did she speak inside court. Today, instead, was about questioning potential jurors. They were asked about how much they knew about Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos. Had they seen documentaries? Have they read news reports? Did they perhaps read the book Bad Blood by Wall Street Journal reporter John Kerry The jurors were asked about any experience they may have had with domestic abuse. Holmes said she was abused by ex-boyfriend and fellow Theranos executive Ramesh Balwani and plans to argue that the abuse led to missteps at the company while under his control. Also complicating jury selection, so many people having vacation plans that they put off because because of COVID. And this case is expected to last about three months. Now at seven o'clock tonight, we're gonna go into the surprising role that vaccinations actually is playing in jury selection. For now, we are live outside court in San Jose. Jessica, I'll send it back to
6: you.
4: Scott, let's talk about jury selection because Elizabeth Holmes is very well known. There's been a documentary. She wore that turtleneck all the time. I mean, she is a familiar figure. How uh, how hard is it gonna be to get jurors? Did any of them say they recognize or know her?
5: Yeah, a lot of people did. They said they knew of her and knew of Theranos. After all, this trial is taking place right here in the heart of Silicon Valley. Some even admitting to a little bit of bias against Holmes because of some of the articles they read and documentaries that they saw. And again, the juror, the judge and the lawyer had to say, but can you at least give her a fair trial? And most people said, yes, we'll see. The jury pool started this morning at about 200. It was whittled down all day, but they still have a lot more whittling down to do
4: all right thank you very much scott thank you so much
1: yo she's gonna get the book thrown at her like i'm sorry she's gonna get the book thrown at her like she conned people out of so much fucking money there's so much good reporting both from local newspapers here uh the tech press um even just like mainstream media there's really good documentaries about it i forget which one was i saw that i thought was because they said a documentary but i think i saw several I think one of the less popular ones was actually really good because they had like access during all of this. I forget who did it too. I wish I had that information on hand, but yeah, check out some Theranos documentaries. If you don't know what happened with that, I forget there was some major, major fucking person, like a former secretary of state or something that ended up on the board of directors for this thing. This lady was a fucking grifter. Oh shit. What's up with the raid from Justin freaking. Um, all right, our next story comes from a uh, Fox Two KTVU News. That's our Fox affiliate out of here. Um, it, it, we may have to wait for an ad to play. Yeah, we're gonna have to wait for an ad real quick. Um, so there was a cargo ship, and a bunch of people on the cargo ship tested positive for COVID nineteen, and that's going to be our next story here. It's out like in the bay or off the coast of California somewhere. Um, I'm sorry, I put this docket together in a hurry. I had a lot of other shit to do today.
4: Breaking news this afternoon in San Francisco to tell you about the fire department. Right now is evaluating a number of people from a cargo ship after a COVID outbreak on board. KTV's Christian Captain now live from Pier 26 in the city. And Christian, uh, at least six patients were loaded on board a bus for transport.
7: Yeah, that's exactly right. Those six patients were uh, loaded on board that uh, medical transport bus here at Pier 26. If you take a look now, you can still see that there are uh, firefighters on scene here still securing the scene. Uh, So this is still a developing situation at this point. Uh, We have learned a lot of details about where this whole situation originated. Let's go to Chopper to show you right now. There is a vessel called global striker that is anchored out in the bay. Uh, We have learned from firefighters here in San Francisco that a total of 21 members, uh, there are 21 crew members on board uh, that ship. That uh, ship notified the Coast Guard over the weekend that a total of 19 of those 21 crew members were COVID positive as of Saturday night. Oh, shit. And the ship is still anchored out in the bay, so San Francisco... Called it the SS the
1: Petri dish. wanted
7: the way that they would respond. Basically, they said to any other call. Now, of those 19 who tested positive, six were reporting mild flu-like COVID symptoms and requested medical attention. That's why they were brought on shore here to Pier 26, and loaded on board uh that medical transport bus which is available for use during. medical
1: pass. transport bus Passuality sounds a bit like uh, orwellian doesn't six. it patients a little bit of speak there three
7: different hospitals throughout the city for like treatment a so a hospital paddy no wagon one hospital was overwhelmed by a sudden influx of covid patients now those 19 uh as i told you before tested positive of those 13 opted to remain on board their ship. They're going to stay on board the global striker, essentially quarantined out there uh, until they uh, pass by the uh, infectious period. Uh, No word on uh, exactly where this ship came from. We have heard uh, that it was used to transport wood and uh, is from the Philippines, but we don't know where its last port of call was, uh, and again, we don't know the nationality uh, of
1: those crew members who, that doesn't matter uh,
7: brought aboard or brought ashore here in San Francisco. But again. Uh, six of the crew members reported flu-like symptoms. Uh, they said uh, enough that they were requesting medical attention, medical treatment here on shore.
1: And if from another country, they ain't going to like the bill.
7: Different hospitals here in San Francisco. Uh, we will continue to look for more details about this ship, about its background, and about those crew members. We hope to have more information for you throughout the evening. For now, reporting live in San Francisco, Christian Kafton, KTVU. Fox
4: 2 News. Yeah, all right. Christian's going to be there trying to find out more information for us. Christian, thank you.
1: Yo, that sucks. Like, you go to work on a, a cargo ship. Like, <clears throat> maybe, you know, it sucks for whoever the patient zero or whatever it was, but it sucks for everybody else too, because you can't really, I mean, you can quarantine like in your cabin and shit, but like when you're sick, do you want to be on a fucking cargo ship? I mean, that sucks. That really sucks, and it's, you know, I, I kind of noticed that the news was like, oh, we don't know the nationality of the people on the fucking ship. It's like, who fucking cares? Like, what does it, what does it matter? Uh, they might be, yes, they, they the, the cabins may be more than one person per cabin and st- stuff. I mean, a, a, a ship of any kind is a good, a virus loves a boat. Like, a virus loves a fucking boat. I don't care if it's a cruise ship, a cargo ship. A fishing boat that's been out for a while a virus loves them boats i know if i was a virus i'd head for the nearest boat although viruses don't really have brains that doesn't make sense but that's just where that's where i'd go if i was a virus because you're going to infect everybody on that fucking boat that sucks for these people i hope the people that came here don't actually get a bill because fuck they're from another country where medical is you know almost every other country has medical care like from the government so, you know, they leave here. They're like, oh, you got COVID on the boat while you were trying to deliver shit to America. And now we're billing you for your medical care. That fuck, it sucks. <sighs> this story is a little bit funny. So there's a city called Morgan Hill. It's like south ish of where I am, like between, um, <clears throat> I guess, between San Jose and Monterey is a city called Morgan Hill. And uh, I guess somebody put up some kind of signal jammer. Yeah, they were somebody put up some kind of signal jammer here. Here's the local news going to talk about it. Pretty crazy, actually. Honestly,
5: is underway in Morgan Hill, where police and emergency radio suddenly went dark as crime reporter Henry Lee explains. It turns
7: out someone had been using signal jammers to disrupt communications.
6: Whoa, this quiet Morgan Hill neighborhood, the unlikely source of a service blackout for laypeople and law enforcement, knocking out just about all types of communication. That They were
7: affecting the neighbor's Wi-Fi, it was affecting the neighbor's cell phone, it was ex- uh, affecting individual satellite as well as their satellite radios, um, and then again our, our radio system.
6: Morgan Hill Police Captain Mario Ramirez says emergency officials noticed interference on their frequencies for the past six months. Things though got worse this week. Officials used radio frequency testing equipment, which led them to a home near Yagas Road and Kristev Drive. Police got a search warrant. Upon
7: making entry to the house, our officers lost complete radio communication altogether. And um, they were able to locate two uh, signal jammers within the residence.
6: Technicians turn off the devices, which are illegal to operate.
7: As soon as the jammers were five G. 5G- uh, signal was uh, regained to the wrong radios as well as to their cell yeah, phones
6: the back. resident wasn't home during the raid no arrests have been made and the investigation is ongoing as to why he was jamming signals and putting the community at risk
7: that's one of the first things that go through my mind is I said I have an idea call 911 in case of emergency and there's no warning
6: Morgan Hill Mayor oh, Rich idea. Constantine is a retired San Jose firefighter
7: I can't imagine a you know Joe Blow citizen having that uh, equipment to you can buy it on Amazon other than a malicious intent.
6: Neighbors we talked to were shocked by the disruption.
1: I do notice that uh, my cell phone will actually, uh, service will cut out in, in one certain area.
6: Neighbor John Marmy said he doesn't know if faulty cell towers or signal jamming is to blame.
1: I first wonder why, what, what is so critical around this area that, that he would have to, you know, jam signals. It's
7: um, surprising that somebody would have that. I'm assuming it's not for a good purpose. I'm glad they found him. I'm glad they turned him off.
6: Police are analyzing the signal jammers. The resident could face charges of preventing others from calling 911 or disrupting public safety radio frequencies. At the Morgan Hill Police Department, Henry Lee, KTVU, Fox 2 News.
1: I know why they did it. This person was an anti-5G loon. Like, I would bet fucking, I wouldn't bet anything in this studio on it. I need everything in here. But I bet like $150, $200 that this person was an anti-5G loon that thought they were like saving everybody from the radio frequencies or whatever. But the funny part about that is the way you jam RF is by putting out more RF. Right. But when, when they showed the piece of equipment, it was nice of the news to give everybody the fucking part number, by the way. So the other, some other loon can be like, Oh, that's how, that's what you look for. Good job. KTVU. Thanks for giving everybody the part number. I mean, I can go look that fucking thing up right now and order one probably, but yeah, a hundred percent 5g loon for sure. They wanted to jam the 5g frequencies. The thing even said 5g on it. I don't even, I don't know if it's specifically trying to jam 5g frequencies, but the fact that it said 5g on it, I'm almost positive. That was some anti 5g loon. Somebody who might, we may find YouTube videos of this person at some later date, right? Where they're talking shit on 5g and saying how it caused the COVID-19 or whatever. That's, Certainly, certainly what what what's going on here, Um, you know, it's interesting when the different kinds of things we do around here covering conspiracy theories, covering extremist movements, covering local news, when all those things kind of just come together into one giant stupid, which has been happening more and more and more and more lately. All right, I guess here's a good story. Uh, the San Jose Pride happened this weekend, Silicon Valley Pride. I didn't go because it was fucking 102 degrees out. Fuck that shit. I wouldn't have been able to, well, Saturday I couldn't have gone anyway because my parents had this uh, bang-up fucking party at this restaurant for their 50th anniversary. And then Sunday I had the big show to do, and that's like more important. Silicon Valley Pride's kind of boring, and I ended up not being booked to play, which kind of pissed me off uh, because I had been told I was going to be booked and I was going to get paid and I was going to get a primetime slot. But all that fell apart for some reason. Anyway, whatever. Silicon Valley Pride is always really disorganized. It was probably not um, malice; it was probably stupidity. Um, so they did something good though, and here's a hit from uh, KTV or from um, NBC Bay Area about it.
2: The celebrations got underway today with the raising of the rainbow flag here at San Jose City Hall. The police chief was here for the occasion, but he will not be an official part of the weekend festivities. They've been doing it for years at San Jose City Hall, hoisting the rainbow flag.
0: I'm so glad that you can join us here for the kickoff of Silicon Valley Pride. The police chief was here and
2: was on hand when they raised the pride flag at police headquarters in June for Pride Month. For years, the tradition has been uniformed police officers, including the chief, march in the pride parade to yeah, show solidarity. No, no cops at Pride. Ends this weekend.
0: This was not a decision that was made lightly by our board of directors. The board of
2: Silicon Valley Pride voted to not invite uniformed officers to the festival and parade this year, <laughs> citing backlash from police incidents across the nation over the last year, including the murder of George Floyd.
0: And we had heard from some of our community members that uh, they wouldn't feel comfortable uh, with an excessive amount of police presence. One
2: LGBTQ officer who wanted to remain anonymous is furious with the decision to not invite uniformed officers this weekend. Don't care. They feel Silicon Valley pride has turned its back on gay officers. It does
8: a disservice to the officers of the department
1: to show that we are able to be ourselves. I'm sorry. did Did they have to use that voice? I mean, like whatever. Good on them for using that voice on a police officer to make them sound as silly as possible but they could have used some other kind of scrambler. Listen to this shit. The chief and several
2: officers will be there in plain clothes, however, and uniformed officers will provide crowd and traffic control at the event. Today organizers spent the afternoon exchanging pleasantries with the chief and continuing a conversation that all hope will mend fences soon.
7: We look forward to participating again uh, next year in uniform and
5: and showing uh, our pride, our pride, uh, not only in in what we do,
2: our profession, but also our supporting our LGBTQ plus officers. A complicated conversation that all sides hope leads to a better relationship. Damien
1: Trujillo, NBC Bay Area News. So all they so in like <clears throat> all that happened here was that they're like hey we're not interested in having you march in the parade in uniform as an organization. That seems to be what happened here. Uh obviously people who are police officers can go to pride. They just don't show up in uniform. Like that's fine. And they, you know, another thing like people have to understand about Silicon Valley pride. There's like Maybe 5,000 people there. I've been to bike parties that are bigger than most of the pride events. Uh, most, yeah, I've definitely been to a bike party that's bigger than pride here. So it's not like a big, huge event with millions of people like San Francisco pride. So not having a lot of uniformed cops in the crowd. Uh, I just don't think there's a lot of downside to it. I don't think that there's a lot of violent crime that, that might happen. Whereas maybe at a bigger pride event where there's you know hundreds of thousands of people, that might be the case. But uh yeah, good on them. And who fucking cares? Who fucking cares? Like the cops, I don't know, it's not that's not their job to like march in pride, right? Like even if the cops were good, it wouldn't be their job to march in pride. I mean, are the firefighters or the nurses union march I'd love the nurses union to march in pride. But yeah, good on good on the Silicon Valley Pride Committee for that. Good on them. And um maybe I should have gone to more of their little brunches. <laughs> All right, so our next story comes out of Berkeley, and this seems like some um, manosphere kind of men's rights activist shit going on here. If I'm going to be honest, um, he's a a young man <clears throat> who was arrested for allegedly hacking into teenage girls' social media accounts. This is mad creepy. This is mad like YouTube skeptic manosphere shit, and um, yeah, bad. Don't hack into people's social media accounts. Here's the hit from uh, our local NBC affiliate.
4: Well, private pics and stolen information, a disturbing investigation involving East Bay High School students. Police say a teen is under arrest after using social media to extort his victims. NBC Bay Area Shore Heard has that story.
9: Berkeley police say this is Liam Bergman. Officers arrested him on Monday near his Berkeley home following a three-month-long investigation. Number of students at berkeley high school had their social media accounts hacked police say that was only the beginning these were uh personal intimate photographs of
1: teenagers authorities say
9: bergman targeted
1: 17 girls yo what was with this hold on let's go can we go back on this one Yeah, what was with this this graphic here watch this teenagers
9: authorities say bergman targeted 17 (laughs) girls in marin contra costa and alameda counties nine were fellow berkeley high school students after posting the photos to social media sites he would then allegedly contact the teens trying to extort them and in some cases attempt to get money from the victims Police and the FBI found Bergman with the personal information of more than 100 people. The 19-year-old's attorney tonight says the public should not rush to judgment in this case.
1: because I've seen it before to these types of stories and these types of flashbang type of reactions ruining a person's life before we have a chance to step back and see what actually happened. His bail
9: is set for $220,000 in Berkeley, Cheryl heard NBC Bay area news.
1: Oh, he's fucked. He's so fucked. That's a federal crime. He's so fucked. Like check out the federal clearance rate on all felonies. He's fucked this, this, first of all, If the way that it was reported is true, what this person did was horrible. He went through people's social media, probably went through their DMs and found maybe nudes or sexually suggestive uh, photos they had sent to other people, uh, consentingly sent to other people, hopefully, who consented to receiving them. And then he published them. And then he tried to extort the people that he had just published, you know, I don't know, I'd probably suggestive, hopefully not nude photos, because if they were underage, ooh, ooh. If any of these people were underage and he grabbed nude photos of them, he's getting new charges. The kinds of kinds of charges that when he gets out of jail, he'll have to int- introduce himself to his neighbor kind of charges. Like, like yo, don't hack into people's shit. Um, first of all, it's highly illegal. Secondly, it's just unethical. And the reason that this person broke into their shit was the most unethical reason you could do that. There might be cases where you could be like, well, Hey, it's wrong to break into somebody's account, but they did it to get, you know, I don't know, information like if you broke into your ex's account because they had run away with your kid. Okay. That's still illegal, but you're not like, you're doing it for a reason that's somewhat like ethically or morally defensible. But in this case, breaking into fucking a bunch of young girls accounts, try to get pictures of them to then publish them and then extort them. That's some fucking, let's like Elliot Roger shit, but at least this guy didn't go full Elliot Roger, I suppose. But I think, I think we're going to learn more about this young man and like his uh, views on women. And um, we're going to find out very likely that these might be women who turned him down. These might be women who he thought was, were mean to him and maybe he had a crush on them. We're going to find this kind of stuff out. If the news continues covering this story. We're going to try to keep an eye on it because this kind of checks off a few boxes for us around here. Um, Also, how embarrassing for his family, right? Like he's not a kid anymore. So his family's not responsible for it. But he's 19. He probably lives with his fucking parents still. Or maybe, you know, maybe uh, on a college campus. How fucking embarrassing. What if he has like a little sister or something and everybody finds out about this? How fucking embarrassing. Just all around fucking bad. In every possible way, um, which is, you know, why people listen to the podcasts here and tune into our Twitch channel, I suppose, because that's, you know, you get what you get when you come here. Um, so our next story is not about a uh, our next story is. Strangely enough, from Stanford, anybody from the Bay Area knows there's a bit of rivalry between uh, Berkeley, UC Berkeley and Stanford. Mind you, this person wasn't a UC Berkeley student in the last one, but it's just interesting that the next story we have is from Stanford. There's a Stanford student posted kind of some wild shit on social media, and it's so wild that the uh, stu- that the, the president of the university had to comment on it. Well, didn't ha- felt compelled to comment on it. This is from uh, KTVU Fox 2. Let's see what's going on with this one.
2: New at five, the president of Stanford University
1: has taken the unusual step of denouncing social media posts by a student this week, calling them ugly, disturbing, and violent. He says an investigation is now underway. Kate views Ann Rubin with reaction from students, as well as the person who's making the posts
10: on social media the posts from stanford student Chaz Vinci are graphic one shows a black student being beheaded another shows a professor his face dripping red ink next to a guillotine and then there's the one that says it's time for the majority to start running oh no about to return to campus say they're appalled
0: i've heard countless of people saying this is unsettling i'm scared this has disturbed me. They've begun to circulate a petition
10: demanding Stanford hold Vinci accountable. Thousands have signed already. Chad has been displaying
5: um, increasing radicalization online since um, you know mid-2020, um, but we were just appalled by you know the extent that the university has kind of let it get this far and
0: it's just beyond discussing beyond the pale.
1: Well, the university can't do much about it, I don't think. Um, it's okay you it is there's like ethics clauses and shit you probably sign especially at Stanford it's a private university but I think there's a lot of ways in which the university can't do anything about it and with all the shit going around in the intellectual dark web and whatnot about them throwing a fit about the university is censoring everyone it's a little bit tough maybe for the university to step in in these kinds of cases although that it's time the majority starts running things mm, that one was that one was fucking I don't like that shit
10: yeah Vinci himself agreed to speak with us via Zoom.
1: And what I've been trying to do is
3: frame uh, my biblical understanding of the world in a political context.
10: He says his words and images are meant to be divisive, but these questions brought a sudden end to our interview. Do you believe that you are racist? Do you believe that you are sexist? Indeed, I have to leave. (laughs) <laughs> that's exactly what some of Vinci's fellow students are calling him. Stanford's president addressed what he called threats with a letter, saying, quote, we are actively working on several fronts to address what has occurred and to take actions to ensure the safety of the community. But students say that's not enough.
0: They continue to listen but not hear us. I- Comparative I- literature
10: I- professor I- David Palumbo Liu was the target of the and post and with the guillotine. Politics. He believes Vinci has crossed a line in the name of politics. He says student political groups need to disavow this too.
2: It is called a violent action and they have said nothing. Fortunately, the university has and I think it should keep on saying it because we're going to bring kids back onto campus and what kind of a community are we bringing them into?
10: No word on what kind of action Stanford is considering, but classes resume here on September 20th. On the Stanford University campus, And Rubin, KTVU Fox 2 News.
1: You know who ain't going to say shit about it is the Stanford College Republicans. That's who's not going to say shit about it. They tried to have Milo there like two years ago or some shit. Um, I think that the other, the stuff other than where he suggested they should guillotine the professor, probably would be something the school can't do about, do anything about. I think that if you post about guillotining a fucking professor at your college, you should get kicked the fuck out. I don't care if it's a public school, a private school. I think you should get kicked the fuck out. It never, it would never occur to me to do that. You should get kicked the fuck out of the school. Imagine being accepted to Stanford and then blowing it in this fucking kind of self-serving stupid way. So you can be like, I'm going to take my Bible shit and make it into politics. Jesus was going to guillotine anybody. It wouldn't be a fucking professor. It would be like, you know, he, Jesus hated the fucking rich and shit. He said, you know, the, the rich, something about the eye of the needle and the fucking, or the camel and the eye of the needle. Like, yeah, this guy needs, to get, this guy cannot be attending this school because that's <clears throat> that just the, the thing about guillotining the professor is just not good. Um, you know, what if this kid gets assigned to that guy's class? There's all kind of bad shit there. I think that's, that's where the guy crossed the line. Otherwise, I think it would, the hard, school would be hard pressed to justify kicking him out for his political views. But when your political views are, we should guillotine the professor. Yeah, probably time to go. Probably time to go. I'm sorry. You can you can slum it and go to a regular college instead of Stanford, you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, the other thing is I think that I think there's a high chance that if this kid does attend classes in person, that this kid's safety might be in danger. Um I would hope that nobody would go after this this young man in that way, but I also like understand that it's, you know, these young people Just as he is impulsive, the other young people will be there. Other people, young people there may also be impulsive. And I think it's just a recipe for disaster. And so I think, you know, sorry, dude, you got to go to a different school. That's the way it goes. Life sucks sometimes, but you know, you, you made this decision. I do like how they didn't even ask like a difficult question. They're like, do do you think you're racist or sexist? He's like, I'm out. This guy's Tim pool is going to fucking do a thing about this guy or Dave Rubin. He's going to be on the fucking Rubin report or something soon. Watch this guy. He may end up on that grift. He may end up on that grift. We don't know. All right. So every week on down ballot, we do a story about some city or organization that needs to get their shit together. This week it's San Jose police and They weren't invited to Pride. And I think they may, maybe one of the reasons they weren't invited to Pride is because they're fucking, half of them are refusing to get the vaccine. And the police union is trying to push back against a a potential city ordinance that's going to require all city employees to get the vaccine. And here's that, here's the hit from our local uh, NBC affiliate.
4: The Bay Area's largest city could be on a collision course with its own police department over the issue of mandatory vaccinations. 88% of San Jose police officers have been vaccinated. But if the unvaccinated are suspended, they say it could create a huge public safety problem. NBC Barry's Scott Budman explains what's at stake.
1: Things are heating up between the city of San Jose and... Oh, I was wrong about half. It's the Santa Clara County Sheriff's Department where half of them, last time we checked, were not vaccinated. And there was a very strong anti-vaccine sentiment.
5: Police force over vaccinations. The police officers union says the city's current plan, known as phase one, either vaccinate or get tested regularly, is acceptable. We want to keep this uh, in place as it is right now. But San Jose is now considering a plan that would mandate vaccinations for all city employees by September 30th.
0: They have notified all the employees that they are looking at a phase two which would include uh, mandatory vaccinations without the option of the weekly testing
5: meaning those who don't vaccinate would be put on unpaid leave and with the pd reporting a bit more than 100 officers currently not vaccinated the union says trouble could lie ahead if the city moves to uh, take them off the streets terminate their employment We're barely holding on as a police department right now
1: that would decimate this police department and really the impacts to public safety. This guy's full of shit. Just right now, Google safe, large cities. Just Google it. Just look it up. San Jose. Has very little violent crime. Very little. It's a city. There's violent crime. But San Jose has very little violent crime. It's one of the safest, big cities in the country. This guy's full of shit. It's not safe because of the fucking cops everywhere. It's safe because, for whatever reason, people tend not to commit violent crime in San Jose. The cops are only there to arrest you after you do it. They don't stop you from committing violent crime. It would be catastrophic. Two
5: sides possibly growing further apart. The city says it has not yet made a final decision as to its phase two plan and that it will be in touch with local unions when it does. In San Jose, Scott Budman, NBC, Bay Area News.
1: Okay, thank you. Yeah, fuck that shit. Like, okay, I've been trying to work out how to say this or whatever, but the police go to you and they're like, hey, you need to comply. They're like, you need to comply. This is what the rules are in the city. And now they're like, the city's going to make a rule that to work for the city, you have to be vaccinated, or there are medical exemptions, right? And there are legitimate reasons some people can't get the vaccine. So I'm sure that will be carved out in this. But now all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, why should people comply? It's like, well, fuck you. You know, I lived in San Jose for a while and I got harassed by the police for walking down the fucking street. Cause it was two in the morning, I was doing contract work and I was fucking lazy and up against a deadline and I was up late working and I went and got something to drink. Like, what do you, you know, what are you doing out so late and shit? I was like, I, can I go? <laughs> so those same motherfuckers who wanted me to stop walking down the street cause it was late and they wanted me to comply with like stand here for no fucking reason. Those same motherfuckers are now like, well, we're not going to comply with what the city wants I mean, Fuck you. Fuck you so glad I don't live in the city of San Jose anymore. (sighs) San Jose is a great place, by the way. It's just. I'm just so glad I don't live there anymore. Fuck the police. Fuck the San Jose police, particularly this. This area, this county has a very high vaccination rate, one of the highest in the country. And the San Jose police are just incredibly aggressive with the public as far as arresting and detaining people and making them comply. Yeah, maybe it's your turn to fucking comply. You work for the city. You the, you work for the people of the city, ostensibly. Fucking do what they want. They all want you to get vaccinated. J- Jesus Christ. They were probably emboldened by this bullshit we watched last week, too, with all them anti-vaxxers zooming into the San Jose city, uh, like City Council meeting. All right, we're going to move on to uh, down ballot watch. It's also recall watch. The little little slim this week. Not a lot of like local politics news. Not a lot of uh, not a lot of California recall news. But uh, we do have a local news hit about uh, Senator Bernie Sanders. Uh oh! Oh, here we go. Here's Bernie uh, talking about the California recall.
2: At this unprecedented moment in American history, when we're trying to address the crisis of climate change, guarantee health care for all, and pass real immigration reform, the last thing we need is to have some right-wing Republican governor in California. The September 14th of Governor Newsom is a bold-faced Republican power grab. Don't let it happen. Please return your ballot or vote no in person by September 14th.
10: Thank you.
1: Thank you, Bernie. That's right. Like I'm, I'm not some big fan of Gavin Newsom or whatever, but the fucking clown car on line two, if you vote yes for the recall, or even if you vote no, that second line is a fucking clown car. There's no reasonable people that are running against Gavin Newsom. You'd be hard-pressed to find somebody who isn't a complete fucking loon. And last time we had a recall, it was Gray Davis, and he deserved to lose his fucking job. I voted no on the recall because I knew that um, most of the energy was going to go. The energy was headed towards the Republican side on that recall. Uh, We ended up with Arnold. That wasn't that bad. All things considered, that wasn't that bad. He was Arnold governed as a moderate, basically a moderate liberal kind of. And uh, he was all right. He was all right. Not the best, but he was all right. There ain't no Arnold in this one. So if you live in California, please vote no on that recall and make sure you drop that shit in your mailbox tomorrow. I've been slacking on it. I'll do it tomorrow too. I'll tweet about it. Um, <clears throat> it's bullshit though. So we were uh, just talking about how some of the police are anti-vax. And, uh, last week we had, uh, covered basically right after it happened during the post game, a bunch of people showed up to the San Jose city council to, uh, talk about a a vaccine mandate which was really only for large city controlled buildings but they were talking about the nuremberg code they were calling it a vaccine passport they were calling it a mandate they were acting like everyone was going to be forced to be vaccinated this was not the case places like the shark tank um san jose civic auditorium um i'm not i'm not sure other there's other city run buildings i think there's a um there's a theater that's run by the city here all those places you there would be a vaccine requirement to enter And um, we didn't get any local news coverage from it last week because it happened on Tuesday, like every other city council meeting here. Uh, But here's a local news hit about what happened. I think our coverage was better because we watched hours and hours and hours of it and y'all didn't like it that much, but I thought it was great.
2: A live look over San Jose this morning, which has new proof of vaccination requirements. Leaders voted unanimously to require proof for events with more than 50 people at city-owned facilities. But will the policies help or hurt? Today in the Bay Sierra Johnson, live with a look at the new policy and the impact as well. Good morning, Sierra
0: good morning yes although that policy was um, voted for unanimously there was some opposition there were folks out there um, saying that they did not approve they did not want it but yes as you did mention uh, proof of vaccination or vaccinations will be required for those city-run properties now this is exactly what we know about this new process vaccines are required for attendees as well as staff for events of 50 or more people at city-owned facility now this impacts buildings like the sap center the san jose convention center Center and the San Jose Center for the Performing Arts. Now, the mandate will not go into effect immediately. This is so venues can have a chance to prepare. And while some in attendance at the meeting did not support the move and appeared maskless to share their thoughts, Mayor Sam Liccardo says while he understands the frustration, he reiterated that the virus is, in fact, still spreading.
6: I want to take the modest steps to ensure that we don't have uh, some kind of uh, mass. Uh, some kind of mass infection
0: this decision comes as new data reveals that San Francisco has only seen a small percentage of the people it typically does for live events like concerts, festivals, and sporting events. According to data reported by the Chronicle, the group Predict HQ found that fewer than 1 million people attended those type of events during the first half of 2021. So that's a mere 6% of in-person attendance for those same events during the same time in 2019. But with stadiums expanding their capacity levels and the vaccine available major cities like LA, Austin, and Miami and as well as us are seeing an increase of videos, we have a graphic here. This shows the percentage of visitors compared to the same time in 2019 as the second half of 2021. So 66% of the folks that were um, in 2019 appeared at those same events in 2021, 59% in Austin, 49% Miami, and 50% here in San Francisco. So as it appears, we are slowly inching toward that return to normalcy. It is important to note that as more communities that vaccination requirement. We know not everyone is vaccinated, so we may not reach those same numbers. But we are, in fact, inching closer. We're live in San Francisco, Sierra Johnson, for today in the Bay.
1: So they didn't talk much about the, the protests, but <clears throat> man, some of the Zoom calls were fucking insane. Um, it's all up on YouTube for the San, city of San Jose, and maybe during the post-game between uh, between this show and Down ballot tonight, or between this show and Local Love tonight, we'll go ahead and uh, see what happened at today's meeting. Because they, they put it up on YouTube. I wonder if any wackadoodles showed up at today's meeting. So that's Down Ballot and Recall Watch. Again, not a lot of political news happening. At least not a lot that came across my radar. Not having the councilman here this week for this show makes it a little bit hard for me to put together anything uh, real about the local scene. This is uh, the show's his baby. But I just don't skip shows. I will do any show by my fucking self. Don't care. Also, the councilman's out at a concert, masked up, social distancing, being safe. And I hope uh, him and the good wife are having a fucking wonderful time. So every week we do a bit of a personal interest story um, to end out the show, usually something you know a little bit a little bit better, a little bit less, you know, horrible, horrifying, infuriating, you know just something <clears throat> usually an animal story, but this week we didn't quite get an animal story. This week, it looks like a uh, San Francisco Ocean Beach surfers rescued someone from drowning, which is great. Here's the hit from a local Fox. Affiliate. He was
0: swept underwater. The San Francisco fire crew say it happened around nine yesterday morning when a woman walking her dog on the shore saw a man in the waves on a boogie board. Shortly after, a large wave crashed down on that man, pulling him completely underwater. The woman was able to flag down two surfers who were still on the beach. They got him back to shore and called 911. He was taken to the hospital and he is expected to recover.
1: Okay, the only thing I don't believe about that is that there was a big wave on Ocean Beach. That's not really a big wave place, but good on the surfers for fucking helping out. <clears throat> you know, surfers are pretty strong swimmers. And uh, yeah, good on the surfers for helping out. Because a lot of times when you go, a lot of times surfers are dicks, honestly. A lot of times they're dicks. Hey, yeah, they had room at the hospital for them. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. So thanks everybody for watching live. I know that this isn't our usual fair here, but I do like to cover local news. I also know the councilman wasn't here. So, you know, a little bit of background stuff missing. Councilman is a bit of a local politico, hence his moniker on the show. Um, everybody watching live sit tight. Um, we're going to hang out a little bit between now and local love. It's our local music show. Um, Thanks, everybody, for listening to Down Ballot. Thanks, podcast listeners. If we put this up on YouTube, thanks, everybody, on YouTube. Make sure you follow us at twitch.tv Echo Plex Media to find all of our live stuff. And since this show is about local stuff, I'm going to play a song called Locals by a local band called Audible, Sm- Audible Smoke Signal. When I come back, I'll have a cocktail. Look out, everybody. <laughs>
8: To get the party started, pick up my phone just to check and see who's calling. Dress up real nice for the ladies at the bar. And I'm driving in my car just to get to where they are. Here at the local scene is where I plant my feet. It's where I smoke my cigarette and I hold my drink. I look at all my friends, they're all blazing greens. Here at the front of the stage, waiting for MTV. Where are those guys who's standing next to me with a pipe in his hand, ready to blaze for me? About five minutes later, we're all singing queen. I the hook up on. We do what we want. And what we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the bay. We do what we want. And what we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the band, Enjoy that band, I turn it. For are a refill man, because you know where we are We're headed out to the car To smoke another one, and another one Woo! Now just when the magic starts kicking in I hear we left playing. And you know it's time to head in Alright everybody, now it's time to grab a new drink Spark it if you got it and then pass it to me yeah. we do what we want and what we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the band. We do what we want, what we want to do. And what we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the band. Enjoy that band. That's the. Point. So tonight the down me dirty. it five, so we headed outside. Just park up another joint. Now who's got my lighter? stoner E, of course. Shouldn't you be inside? I'm all up in this bitch, being who I gotta be. I'm fucked up like the U.S. economy. The truth is is that I don't think logically. Stona E, take you on. Psychedelic like Odyssey. Now, inside motherfuckers is rocking me. And outside, shit, we smoke a lot of rockin'. Rockin' and you all the sexy, groovy jockey. He ain't too drunk to fuck, but I'll probably do it We do what we want. What we wanna do. And what we want is to jam. So sit back and enjoy the band. Enjoy the, the band. Enjoy the band. We do what we want. And what we want is to jam. So sit back and enjoy the band. Bob the Marley said, he like jamming. And he hope he like jamming, too. Well, I gotta say, thank you, Bob, we do. Yes, I gotta say, thank you, Bob, we do. Well, Bob Marley said, that he like jamming. And he hope he like jamming, too. Well, I gotta say, thank you, Bob, we do. Yes, I gotta say, thank you, Bob, we do. So sit back and enjoy the band. enjoy that pain. We do what we want, what we want to do. What we want is the jam. So sit back and enjoy the pain. Enjoy the pain. We do what we want, and what we want is the jam. So sit back and enjoy the pain.